Y'all's green room is rocking. <laughs> dolly room, right? Yeah, yeah, we call it the dolly and room. And I found the liquor cabinet, so... <laughs> So this is, this is going to be an to honest be interview. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm well greased up. Here we go. Hello from Nashville. It's Amber and Kelly together again at the Amazon studio on Music Row. Thanks for checking out Country Heat Weekly, the destination for country music fans. Kelly, it seems like we were just here. It's because we were. We were just here. Amber and I had a chance to host the pre-show live stream for Amazon Music Presents Kane Brown Live from the El Rey Theater. While we were here in Nashville, this show was an exclusive performance from the historic El Rey Theater in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. It's a gorgeous Art Deco building that holds 771 people, so it was super intimate. Crazy intimate, but then it was also being live streamed for thousands of people to watch. Right. It looked awesome. Yeah, it I did. mean, it just it made me want to be there. But we were here, and we got to host the pre-show. It was so much fun. It really was. Talking to Kane's fans, if you were listening and you were on the live stream, we had so much fun interacting with y'all. So thank you. And I'm glad that you found your way to Country Heat Weekly. It was so fun to throw out different little tidbits and even play trivia. And every one of them knew those the trivia questions. They were getting them right off the bat. <laughs> Immediately. It was so fun. And also, Kane just announced he's extending his Blessed and Free tour, adding eight more dates. This tour has probably been my favorite tour. I've really just found out who I was on stage and who I am as an artist, um, being up there and just being able to connect with the fans and really open up and tell my story um, and just make sure that everybody has a good time coming to the concerts. I want everybody to feel like the world's getting back to how it was. Now, this is the first time for Kane to hit the road with two little girls at home. And of course, we had to check in on how the family was doing. If you recall, Kane and his wife, Caitlin, surprised everybody by announcing the arrival of their second daughter at the end of 2021. It's been great, you know, having a new addition to the family, uh, Cody Jane. It's been rough uh, touring. I've only got to see her maybe five times. So I'll make sure whenever I'm home, I hold her and, you know, count those precious moments. But, you know, my older daughter, Kingsley, she's two. She's been a great big sister. If Cody starts crying, she's always, you know, going, dad, baby, or mom, baby. We've got more country music news just ahead in our What's Cooking segment. And Dustin Lynch is here with us center stage to talk about his brand new album, Blue in the Sky. The pride and joy of Tullahoma, Tennessee is in the house. We also want to note that ACM nominations are being announced about 12 hours after we drop this episode. So we will do a full dive into the highlights, the surprises, and the snubs next week on Country Heat Weekly. What we do have for you this week, though, is an anti-Valentine's Day heat index. How's this going to work? So basically, we're going to highlight some heartbreak tunes on the Country Heat playlist for those of us not getting chocolate and roses next Monday. You know what? I I'll, would be one of those people. <laughs> I'll bring you some chocolate and roses. It's okay. I can. That's fine. We need to do a Galentine's Day. Yes. Like I'll Leslie Parks no and Rec. <laughs> That's our first Parks and Rec mention on this podcast. It really is. Yes, I love it. Mm -hmm. Well, we do have some country music themed gift ideas for the last minute Valentine shoppers. Plus, we rediscover the music of Randy Travis. Yes. And speaking of country music legends, we've got one kicking off the news this week. So let's find out what's cooking. Of course, you know that I want to talk about Dolly being named as the host of this year's ACM Awards. Yes, they announced her first. 
and then a few days later revealed that Jimmy Allen and Gabby Barrett will be her co-hosts. I mean, it really makes sense if you think about it. So the show is airing on Amazon Prime Video. It will be the first major award show to air entirely on a streaming platform. So you get the host of all hosts with Dolly Parton Mm -hmm. to be the main host. And then you have the reigning ACM new female and new male artist as her co-hosts. It's an unexpected pairing, but it sets the tone that anything can happen. I do love that they're making it a multi-generational event. (laughs) There are no rules, and it's a huge stamp of approval. For Jimmy and Gabby, for sure. Absolutely. I do have one rule, however. Whoever hosts the ACM Awards has to come and do our podcast. I mean, Jimmy's already done it, so Mm -hmm. Gabby and Dolly, let's just get this thing done. Come on in. We wrote that into our contracts, right? We did. (laughs) Surely. (laughs) The ACM Awards air live from Las Vegas on Monday, March 7th, completely commercial-free on Amazon Prime Video. And we will be there bringing you all the scoop right here on Country Heat Weekly. In other news, Cole Swindell has spilled the tea on his upcoming fourth studio album. The album name is Stereotype. And I mean, that could mean a lot of things. So I'm super curious to find out more about this. There are 13 songs on the project, including a collaboration with Hardy, who is everywhere Mm -hmm. these days. And of course, the current single, Never Say Never, his duet with Lainey Wilson. I love that song. It's a smash. Stereotype is coming out on April the 8th. So Valentine's Day is just a few days away, and Kelly and I have been brainstorming country music-themed gift ideas for the special country music fan in your life. Yeah, I mean, you really don't need a Hallmark holiday to show your affection, but these do make some great gifts, not just for your Valentine, but your friends, your sisters, anyone in your life who loves country music. So where do you want to start? Candles. My favorite. So two of the guests on our podcast have candles that are appropriate. Eric Church, our very first podcast guest, has a heart on fire candle on his website that smells like oak moss, red amber, cedar, violet, bergamot, and pine. I wonder what that is altogether. It's a heart on fire. Of course it is. (laughs) I'm sure it smells Really good. I do think so, too. Okay, Casey Musgraves, who was on our last episode, has Slow Burn the Candle, and it sells out as fast as they can get it restocked. We did manage to score one of these for our studio. In fact, after we bought it, Casey agreed to come on the show. Coincidence? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Well, we also have a St. Dolly Parton candle. From the green room that probably isn't officially licensed, but we do love it. And since we're manifesting podcast guests, that's going to sit right here. (laughs) If we get Dolly, then we're three for three because we had Eric, Mm -hmm. we had Casey. This is all we need to complete the trifecta. There we go. All right. Somebody get me a lighter so we can light this (laughs) and make it happen. Let's talk about wine. Miranda Lambert's Red 55 Winery has a couple appropriately named wines for you to sip on. Two that jumped out to me immediately were the Love Letters Sangiovese and Lucky Star's Dry Rosé. Now, they're both very appropriate for Valentine's Day, but also she has a wine called Crazy (laughs) Ex-Girlfriend. Well, that could be appropriate. Yeah. That could be appropriate. And oh, Kelsey Ballerini has the perfect accessory with socks that say, if you can read this, there is a hole in the bottle on the bottom of them. (laughs) So if your feet are up, that means you're drinking some wine. That's right. And we're going to wrap this segment with one of my favorite things that I found. I was actually kind of surprised by this one, Amber. They're gold cuff bracelets 
from Luke Combs. Oh. A trio, three of them that you can stack together on your wrist, and each one has a different song title on it, Forever After All, Better Together, and Beautiful Crazy. I'm sure his wife helped him develop this, right? She sure did, yes. Okay, yeah. That's a great idea. It's really pretty. I love that. Cold as you didn't make the cut, I guess. (laughs) Apparently not. (laughs) So speaking of Luke Combs, let's check out the Heat Index and find out what's hot on the Country Heat playlist. Listen, the world is going to be full of mushy, gushy love songs this week. Our Heat Index today focuses on a few love song alternatives for those of you who are without a Valentine this year. Sometimes you just got to feel those feelings, you know? Mm -hmm. First up, Jason Aldean. Trouble with a heartbreak. That's the trouble with a heartbreak. It's gonna hang around. Leave you midnight breaking down. Wondering how. This song talks about all the memories that just won't leave you alone. It's from his upcoming album, Georgia, which will be out April 22nd. Jesse James Decker has a very sassy revenge song on the playlist called Should Have Known Better. So I've been loving myself like you never loved me. Send this one to a girlfriend whose ex did her a favor because she is clearly better off without him. Mm-hmm. And we've got the guy's perspective covered, too. You know I'm going to use any excuse I can to shout out Mitchell Tenpenny's Truth About You. You know, when you break up with somebody, sometimes, you know, the other half doesn't always tell the truth about what really went down. And, and uh, I wanted to write a song about that because I think a lot of times in a lot of relationships, we've all dealt with that in some way, or, you know, some way, shape or form where it's, you know, the other person wants a better story than what really happened. And at the end of the day, that only hurts everyone. If you quit telling lies about me, I won't tell the truth about you. It's a burn. Mm -hmm. Don't be that person. Don't be that person. (laughs) Other honorable mentions, Chris Stapleton's Cold. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Lauren Elena and John Party getting over him. And Scotty McCreary's Damn Straight. We should note that there are plenty of love songs on the playlist as well. Keep up with the hottest new country music by finding and following the Country Heat playlist exclusively on Amazon Music. Before we grab a quick break, we are going to quiz everyone listening to see if they can figure out who said that. You want to read the quote, Amber? Absolutely. This person who is on the Country Heat playlist said, I love Keith Urban. I've always thought he was one of the most talented and cutest guys in the world. Did I say that? I mean, who wouldn't say that? We've all said that at some point, but someone said it this week in an interview. Keep listening and we'll tell you right here on Country Heat Weekly. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. We're back. It's time to tell you who said that. 
I love Keith Urban. I've always thought that he was one of the most talented and cutest guys, you know, in in the world. Not that I'm not trying to hit on him because he's got <laughs> Nicole. Who could who could beat that? Dolly. <laughs> Dolly was doing interviews promoting her new cake mix, and someone asked her who she wanted to bake a cake and sing a duet with. And she gushed about Keith Urban. Yeah, and then Keith responded with a video tweet in which his wife, Nicole, said she wanted to bake a cake with Dolly, adding, please don't take my man. (laughs) Please don't be Jolene, Dolly. (laughs) Our guest today is a Middle Tennessee native. He grew up coming to Nashville for concerts and to see the Grand Ole Opry. Today, he's a member of the Grand Ole Opry, and he just scored his eighth number one hit. Dustin Lynch is center stage on Country Heat Weekly. So good to see you. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. first time. Yeah. I mean, I've known you forever. I didn't realize that you were at one point thinking of, like, pre-med. That was going to be the track. Yeah, surgery. To be specific, yeah. No, I I went to college, got my my degree in pre-medicine, got into med school, and then deferred. Um, still deferred. Still deferred. <laughs> no, I, I think I lost that qualification after year two. But did you? Um, yeah, that was a tough conversation with mom and dad. Not a fun one. It was tough because you know the path of surgery and medicine is is pretty consistent. You know, and uh, playing for tips in a jar on Broadway is not. At least I didn't think it was, but it is. It's. A, I mean, I was started making a great living down there, and then and then I graduate to like frat parties and all the SEC schools than wedding receptions. And when my parents started traveling around seeing that happening and then seeing the cash I was getting, they were like, oh, yeah, we're behind. This is good. This is fun. Like, we could have fun with you at your job and you're making good money and paying your rent and you're off our payroll. Keep going. (laughs) Doing good, son. Yeah. Was there a specific show or songwriters round that you experienced here in Nashville that made you say, like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do? Well, I would say it's before I moved to Nashville permanently, me and a— my my band in high school, we were called 15 Rain. Some I'm kind sorry. of way. Fi- what? 15 Rain. Okay. 15 one rain. five Rain. Look, Matchbox 20, some 31, 15 Rain. It all it adds works. up. It works, yeah. yeah. Three doors down. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, gosh, that didn't answer your question. <laughs> so we came up to the Bluebird and did open mic. I don't know why our parents let us drive up here, but we did that. And uh, it was between that night and then we drove up again to watch Incubus play at the Municipal Auditorium um, on the Morning View Sessions tour blew my mind. It was the first time I had been down Broadway and uh, we're my buddy's Jeep. So all that music was bouncing off the walls on Broadway as we pulled up to the show. And I was like, yeah, this is what I'm Mm -hmm. doing. I want to be in the middle of all this. You're now on album number five. Crazy. I mean, give us the timeline for this project. Was this quarantine you were writing or did you already have some of these in the hopper? How did it all come together? A a mix of both. Um, There's a song on on the Blue and Sky album that I wrote in 2013. It's called Pasadena. We got two more nights before leaving Pasadena. So it's just stuck around and waved its hand and wanted to come out on this album. So that was way before quarantine, obviously. But yeah, we put out the Tullahoma album, went on tour, had great momentum, and then the world shuts down. And I'm trying to figure out, what do I do? And all I knew to do was just kind of wake up and go through... I want to be ready when this thing opens back up. Mm-hmm. I want to be a better version of what I am right now. So I was just, every single day, it was like me versus me kind of battle. And um, I started getting back in the creative zone and started writing. And all of us did here in Nashville. So a lot of my friends were sending me songs. And we were doing a lot of time at home on the lake and at the farm. And so I feel like the Blue in the Sky one really kind of is based on life around doing, you know, at-home things with friends and family that I never really got to do at length because we've partied a lot. 
<laughs> summer of 2020. <laughs> We're at home, nothing to do. I would write a song and then be like, all right, coming downstairs in an hour. Let's have the boats ready. And we go out and have a good time. So talk about the farm. That's like such an amazing place. If you're going to be in quarantine, yeah. you've got, you know, lots of land. You have a creek. I've lake. got a couple. Yeah, a couple okay. creeks. Yeah. Wow. Um, that, that run year round. They're spring fed. And um, so it's very peaceful. One of my favorite days of my life was taking dad around the farm. It was one of the first times he had got to ride with me. Um, and, and just I was kind of showing it off when we were working on clearing some trees. But we packed a lunch and stopped by one of the creeks that was running pretty heavily after a big rain and, and had lunch by the oh. creek. And I was like, yeah, this is what it's all about. So I, I was blessed and, you know, to for the touring world to stop in 2020, I was blessed to be in a point in my life where I did have a place to go kind of find refuge, you know, out, out in the sticks of Tennessee and, and keep myself busy working hard. Yeah. Okay. You first recorded Thinking About You with Lauren Elena. Oh, yeah. I remember the phone call like it was yesterday. And? And she goes, look, I'm really busy. I'm not sure when I can release this song with you. I said, but look, Lauren, we've been singing Love Me or Leave Me Alone on the road all fall long on tour together. And our voices, you know, work like magic when we do it. She's like, I know, I know. I'm just letting you know. I was like, great. Well, let's go to the studio and do this. And so it happened. And the song comes out and really starts reacting the first 10 or 12 shows we had in 2020 before we got cut off, it was a huge moment in our set. So you fast forward and Lauren's got her, her own song going up at the charts and I'm just being patient, waiting, like, come on, I want to get to think about you. Um, we finally get to where I think it's time for Lauren to put out another single and her label's like, yeah, we're not going to go that direction. So we had a tough conversation of like, Lauren, I really believe in this song. I know it's going to be a big song for me and I, I want to give it the chance it deserves. So can I record this with someone else? And she gave me her blessing. And so I went looking and it was kind of like an episode of The Voice. Um, I had my, seriously, we submitted to all the teams I know in Nashville. Hey, if you have a young artist that wants to sing on this song called Think About You, you can put it out in this window at a time, submit to this email link. And I had all the names removed and just numbered by the time I went to listen to it in a Dropbox link. And I was coming back from a, an amazing trip whenever I got the link and I started listening on my, on my flight home and literally teared up and got chills when I heard a specific version that I lived with for a couple weeks and played for some close friends and everybody's like, yeah, that's special. And it was Mackenzie's version. I was just thinking about that weekend and I'm coming in late and now I'm timing back and news will be made out in the rain I think timing is everything with this song. And if, if this song would have came out when I was wanting it to, we wouldn't have got to do any of that because the world was shut down. So things start opening back up. Mackenzie being a new artist is available a lot more than, than, you know, somebody that's already got a lot of stuff going on. So everything really just started working for this song and for us. And early on, it was so much fun because she didn't know what was good and what was not normal. I was like, Mackenzie, this is not normal for me. Like, this is yeah. big, big news. And so just being her first song in the States, it was just, it was fun to go through all of that with her. You and got a six-week number one. Dude. Six freaking weeks. That's amazing. Crazy. I know. That's you, unheard of now. It is. Yeah. It really is. And it really, it really didn't hit me. It, was, it, you, it happened when we weren't touring. You know, I really haven't got to tour this song yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's killing me that we're not on tour yet, but soon to be. But um, I'm watching Mackenzie post these shows and mm -hmm. everybody's just screaming it at her. But it really hit me just how heavy this hit is whenever I went to the, we do an annual Opry hunt where mm -hmm. um, us members and new artists will get invited to come on a weekend trip with down at this, this spot in Mississippi. That's just an amazing fun time to the camaraderie and just all the storytelling and dinners. And anyways, whenever I got there the first night around the, the bar, we were 
having some wine and getting ready for dinner and all the artists just coming up to me like, dude, this, this song, are you kidding me? Like, this is so big for your career. And so to feel that coming from them was like, wow, okay. Well, you have a couple of other collaborations on this project. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about Tequila on a Boat yeah, with tequila. Chris Lane. Yeah, with Chris Lane. Why did I pick Chris Lane? Yeah. Well, we've toured <laughs> together. Right. He loves to drink tequila sodas. <laughs> and it was like, okay, that that's that he checks that box. And then he's always begging me to come out on lake days here in Nashville on the boats. And Chris really laid it back. He, I, I wanted, and, and kind of the guidance that I wanted whenever I sent him the song, I was like, look, man, like pretend you're Matthew McConaughey in that second verse, like lay it way back in the pocket <laughs> and chill. And um, our goal with this song was just to put it out and have it make somebody's summer playlist every right. year. You know, I think that's a, that's a, that's something I long to be a part of. You know, it's like, you got the Buffett songs, the Marley songs, and the Chesney hits. I would love to have a song that makes one of those playlists. Tequila on a boat, a boat on a lake, a lake on fire in the tans ain't fake. A girl with a smile smiling at me, me with my eyes on her in the heat. And then you team up with Riley Green on Hunting Land. Yeah. So I feel like these are just autobiographical. They are. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I actually wrote Hunting Land about my buddy Chicken. Um, he lives in Kentucky. He married a girl that had her dad has a lot of hunt, a lot of hunting land, a lot of farmland, and um, that's not why he married her. But sure, uh, I would. Sure. That's why I would have married her. <laughs> but uh, but she's always we give her a hard time. So that's what inspired the song. And uh, since then, I've got a, a Facetime from her from his father in law, her dad. It was it was a fu- it was fun loving. But he's like, man, I, I feel like I deserve some royalties off this one. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Riley, you know, Riley is just an avid hunter as I am and, and has a huge presence in the outdoor industry. And so that felt like a natural ask to uh, to ask Riley to be a part of. If I ain't in a stand, I'll be holding her hand because daddy's got hunting land. So I'm glad that you didn't write, like, tequila on hunting land. Those two would definitely no. not go together. Well, so that would have been a good I one. do have tequila uh, at, the, at the barn, so. After. Yeah, you got to have for sure. For sure, you got to have. A, I've actually got a hot tub at the barn too. So this red, sounds like a real oh, fancy so you, barn. Is this a resort? Dustin. We're rednecking. This is well, this sounds resort. To me, it is. I've, probably to most people, no. Um, <laughs> I've never hot seen tub a barn tequila. with a hot tub. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, it just fits. It's good. <laughs> you go, you go, honey. You get cold. There's nothing better than a hot tub at the end of the day. Okay. Yeah. Hey, it works. I'll take it. I'll take it. It <laughs> works. Yeah, the party mode tour. Okay. Yeah. How pumped are you to get back out on the road? So pumped. I, one of my guys, actually, we were in rehearsals yesterday, and one of my guys at lunch, our lunch break, was like, man, I've I've got to get back on the road. Because we started out as a, a band of single dudes. Mm. Now, a lot of my band has wives and kids, and their wives are not used to them being home so much, and they're fed up with them. So, <laughs> <laughs> And also, my guys are running out of home improvement projects to do. So we're ready to hit the road again. We're excited. We're really going to embrace the party of Party Mode Tour. I want this show to be the most interactive show we've ever had and we've ever put together for our fans. So we're already chiseling away at what that's going to be and what that's going to mean. But if anybody's thinking about coming to the Party Mode Tour, show up early and we'll probably go party afterwards. I want there to be some post-party hangs or post-concert hangs too. Okay, so I just cool. want it to be, I want it to become an experience, like a whole day experience. Yeah. And taking my, my good buddy Sean Stimmely out with me, who I actually met on Lower Broadway one night when I was partying. So it just, <laughs> it feels like the right thing to do. He just, he followed us. He's like, man, can I follow you all around tonight? This is years ago. Oh my god! Uh, right when he moved his house, like, hell yeah, dude, come on, I got your drinks for the night. Fast forward, he starts putting out some great music and he's a great artist and I'm excited to have him out. 
Uh, okay, so this runs through mid-May? Yeah, the first leg does. We're going to announce another leg. Um, okay. We're just final, we want to get everything finalized before we announce, You want to break obviously. anything now? If you just want to make an announcement, you can. Yeah, stay tuned for more dates. The Party Mo Tour is running all year. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know of any, any specifics I can give you yet because okay, okay. I don't, you know, I don't want people to get excited and then them look at the website. And I always get hate mail when we announce tour dates. Why aren't you coming here? Yeah. Well, it's like, well, we can only announce certain cities at certain times. So you mentioned finding your opening act on Lower Broadway. Yeah. We hear that you were hanging out there the other night. I was. You go down there a lot? Yeah, I do. Okay. Like, if I'm going to go out in Nashville, choose the Lower Broadway. I find it very inspiring. Really? It's where I got my start. So I think it's great energy. There's obviously a lot of great parts of Nashville. They all mm-hmm. have their different flavors. But Lower Broadway is my favorite just because there's so many people. And for me as a songwriter, I really pay attention to what songs are being covered just because that's the type of show and song I want to write and continue to, to sing and put out there. Because if it's going to get played on Broadway for years to come, yeah, it's the right thing. The album, Blue in the Sky, congratulations. I know you're heading out to Los Angeles. Yeah, we are. more TV and all That's the right. things. And you're going to be there for Super Bowl weekend, so you get to go. So jealous. We're going to go to the game. Who you got? Who's winning? That's tough. Some, there's something about me that wants Cincinnati to take this one. So hmm. pulling for the Bengals. Okay. Yep. All right. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. I don't know. The away team. You know, it's tough to pull for the home team. It's weird, right? It is weird. Hey, either way, you're the winner because you're going to have a new album out and it's going to be a party weekend. We can't for wait. For sure. Congratulations. Well, thank you guys for having me on. Thanks for coming. Thanks. Anytime. Good to see you. Too. It's time to dig deep into the Amazon Music Archives to rediscover the pioneers and trailblazers, reminding you of some songs and artists that you may not have heard in a while. This week, we are lifting up the timeless music of Country Music Hall of Famer, Randy Travis. Born in North Carolina, Randy grew up on his father's favorite music, Lefty Frizzell, George Jones, Hank Williams, and Ernest Tubb. Randy would be the first to tell you he had a troubled childhood, dabbling in drugs and alcohol, run-ins with the law. He dropped out of school as a freshman in high school. It was around that time that Randy started playing guitar, and it was only once he started to get serious about music that he turned his life around. He eventually moved to Nashville, working at the famed Nashville Palace, which is still here today, right across from the Opryland Hotel. Of course, we know Randy for his deep, twangy baritone voice. It is very distinct, but that was not a selling point for Randy on Music Row at the time. His story is like so many others. He was passed over and passed over and passed over until finally he wasn't. Yeah, his voice was so different than what was on the radio at the time. This was the mid-80s, the urban cowboy pop country era of country music. So artists like Glenn Campbell and Mickey Gilley. But eventually after a showcase at the same Nashville Palace where he was working as a short order cook, he signed to Warner Brothers Records. Do you have a favorite Randy Travis song, Amber? I told you so. Without a doubt. I told you so. Oh, I told you so. <laughs> How about you? Forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Randy's first single was On the Other Hand, and I can still sing every word to that song today. It was a big smash hit, but it completely tanked the first time it was released. It never got higher than 67 on the country singles chart, and that was in July of 1985. Then, in April of 1986, they tried again, and this time, it worked. Two months later, it was at the top of the country chart. But on the other hand, there's a golden band. Randy's first album was a game changer. It was called Storms of Life and set country music on what they dubbed a neo-traditional path. 
Other songs on the project included Diggin' Up Bones and 1982. Operator, please connect me with 1982. That sounds so funny now, needing an operator to place a phone call. I mean, not all lyrics stand the test of time. Remember the complete disdain in the lyrics for Better Class of Losers? I need friends who don't pay their bills on home computers And they buy their coffee beans already ground <laughs> So funny, I can't remember the last bill I didn't pay on a home computer or my phone. Right. Now, Randy's success really laid the groundwork for the hat acts of the 90s, the famous country music class of 1989, which included Garth Brooks, Alan Jackson, and Clint Black. They all credit Randy as an influence. Storms of Life spent eight weeks total at the top of the country albums chart, and Randy went on to win the CMA Horizon Award in 1986, which recognizes the best new artist in country music. I mean, his trophy case must be crazy. Seven Grammy Awards, 11 ACMs, five CMAs, 10 AMAs, eight Dove Awards, and that's just to name a few. Yeah, and that's thanks to hit after honky-tonk hit. Songs like I Told You So, later covered by Carrie Underwood, Too Gone, Too Long, Deeper Than the Holler, and Hard Rock, Bottom of My Heart. And I feel like a stone you have picked up and thrown To the hard rock bottom of your heart He had 23 number one hits, and we haven't even talked about his acting career. In addition to being a member of the Country Music Hall of Fame and the Grand Ole Opry, Randy has stars on both the Hollywood and Music City Walks of Fame. Fun fact, Randy co-wrote She's Got the Rhythm and I Got the Blues with Alan Jackson. With her every little move, she's telling me I'm over you. She's got the rhythm and I got the blues. Yeehaw. Randy's last big hit was the poignant story song, Three Wooden Crosses. Oh, I do love that one. It's not what you take when you leave this world behind you. Tragically, Randy suffered a near-fatal stroke in 2013 and is no longer able to perform. He has not let it keep him down, though. Randy is frequently seen in the audience at country music shows and has even had some fun duetting with fans on TikTok. A new documentary on Randy called More Life debuted this week on Circle Network. It originally started as the 25th anniversary celebration of Storms of Life. But after Randy's stroke, the storyline turned into a complete celebration of his music. And of course, you can rediscover the music of Randy Travis on Amazon Music. Next week, we will analyze and opine on this year's ACM nominations, and Breland will be here. I know we said that last week, but schedules changed, and he's locked in for next week, we promise. We have a lot of things to talk to him about, including a very special announcement that hasn't come out yet. Let us know what we should ask him. Tweet us your questions using the hashtag CountryHeatWeekly. And while you're online, go ahead and make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at the Kelly Sutton. And I'm at Hey, it's Amber A. The last order of business in this podcast is our burning question. This is where we ask the stars the questions we're all dying to get answered. We are talking hard-hitting investigative journalism right here. This is what I went to school for. (laughs) This week's very important question, what's the movie that you have to watch over and over and over again? 
Chris Young and Mitchell Tenpenny spent a lot of time watching movies, apparently. I mean, Blues Brothers is one of them for me. <laughs> Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That's classic. The Waterboy. Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Heavyweights. That's, Heavyweights. That's one of Ben Stiller's very first movies. Yeah. Go watch, go watch it. Trust me. Okay, Amber, so what's your go-to movie that you have to watch over and over and over again? Mean Girls. <gasps> what a great one. Yeah, that's my go-to. What about you? Harry Potter. Oh, okay. <laughs> Somebody has a 12-year-old at home. <laughs> well, if you need a few more suggestions for what to watch on Prime Video, here's some help from Brett Eldridge, Maren Morris, Ryan Hurd, and a very biased Lauren Elena. I like Big Fish. The reason why I love it is my grandfather was a huge storyteller. Reminds me exactly of the, the father in that movie. He told all these unbelievable stories that always seem like they can't be true. And uh, no, Big Fish really captures that. Fight Club. I have to watch it every time it's on, like in its entirety. I think we'd have to go with Home Alone because I've seen that movie probably 150 times in my life. My Hallmark movie, Roadhouse Romance. Best movie of all time. Country Heat Weekly is a collaborative production between Amazon Music and Nevermind Media. Executive producer is Melissa Locker. Senior producer is Joyce Reiser. Recording engineer, Aaron Dethridge. Sound design by Tim Einenkel. Production assistants from Annie Reuter and Debbie Daughtry. Our theme song, Country Time, was written and performed by Mia Byrne. Additional music from Madeline McCormack. The Amazon Music team includes Nathan Brackett, Emily Cohen, Chris Graham, Michelle Kammerer, Eliza Mills, Morgan Jones, and Raymond Roker. Development consultant, Michelle Dix. Additional production support from Marley, Steve, Grace, Winnie, Moses, Wicket, Abby, Jake, and all the other very good dogs out there. Be sure to find and follow Country Heat Weekly on Amazon Music or wherever you listen to podcasts so you get the latest episodes just as soon as they drop. Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fu, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family Podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Yeah. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat.